Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh. Timothy, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. We're all ready. Fantastic. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just here in the rugby dungeon on another scorching hot Sunday afternoon, but we're indoors, below ground level, in the dark, with no natural light, and no. and lights making it exceedingly hot. Yeah, lights and a heavily insulated room below the ground. It's a perfect combination for a summer's day. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> Nowhere I'd rather be, actually. <laughs> How's tricks, JB? Very, very good. Uh, a little bit nervous today, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, we're, well, not that it matters when we're recording the podcast, but we are recording it a little earlier than normal, um, just to intensify the, the, you know, the, the, the summer sunshine that we're not... We're not currently in, out basking in, uh, but JB has asked us to move it a bit earlier today because he's got his stand-up comedy debut. 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 In back-to-back nights tonight and tomorrow night. So, I what? Yeah. <laughs> is that because different nights? Oh, different, different nights. Oh, I see. So what I've decided to do is, if I really fail tonight, and then I've got to really dig deep and man up again and do it tomorrow night. <laughs> That'll be fun for you. Ugh. So, is it beat the frog? Similar, yeah, beat the gong, beat the frog, you've got five minutes, you've got to stay on there. Yeah. I, I fully well, expect- you have a maximum of five minutes. I fully <laughs> expect to win. <laughs> to win. No, there's, there's, are there winners and losers? Yeah, if you... If you get five minutes. If you get five minutes, you get through this, the, this end round and they sort of cheer who, you think, who they Ooh. think wins. I'm confident I'll win. I'll, I'll definitely get my five minutes in. Have you seen some of the losers? Does Jeremy those? Corbyn feature? I, he does. <laughs> he does. I've got a few All right. Well, we can have a we can have a breakdown of that. But there's there's rugby to talk about uh, this weekend on this podcast. We're going to be talking about the finale of the top fourteen. We're going to be talking about the spectacle in Washington DC. Well, well, the game in Washington <laughs> yeah. DC. Between, there was a game between Wales and South Africa. There's some other rugby news going on. We're looking ahead to next weekend's. Uh, off-season internationals, including England against South Africa and anything else in between. So don't forget you can find us um, on all the social media places. Tell your mates, this the off-season, we're, I think, the only podcast, I think I'm right in saying, that, that is here for you 52 weeks a year. I think Flats and Shanks closed down last week. Yeah, exactly. For summer, I think. I, for that point, I don't even think they deserve a name check. Yeah, exactly. We just gave them yeah. for that fact. But there you go. So we're here with you all summer long because we love rugby that much, and there's always something to talk about. Um, I don't know what I don't know where you. What's, what's the biggest? Well, let's let, let's round up some of the stories around the game, as we talked about before. Joey Carberry's off to Munster. He good. is strong. Yeah, that is good. Uh, uh, you thought he was going to come to Ulster, didn't you? Uh, I was kind of hoping he would do. Uh, mm. Ulster have obviously got the very 
talented and high potential Johnny McPhillips. I love this. I love but, it. So Johnny McPhillips was nobody really until um, somebody got done for something or didn't get done for something, <laughs> and you know, you know, whatever happened there. But it kind of proves my point over and over again. Just give them game time, and you'll be fine. Yes, but you can't go into uh, a professional season, a thirty-plus game professional season, with one fly half. Uh, well, agreed. Agreed. You can't go in with one. I mean, that <laughs> is undisputed. Especially not when your who would be your backup, a, a versatile centre that can also play ten, also got involved in some shenanigans yeah. and is no longer available. But I mean, if Johnny McPhillips is the lesson. Surely, what you need to do is find another ten who's just as young. Well, for the national team, they're not bothered. For, I mean, Phil, Phil's pride, Ulsterman, uh, could have a tough time of it. But for the national team, it's great because uh, Byrne will get more game time, and he looks the real deal. They've got Carberry coming. Oh, I, I think Do, it's great. Yeah. Doesn't Cooney play ten? He can play a little bit. He can. He can. Well, he was ten when Adrian McGinty was nine in the Irish setup. <sighs> yeah, he, he can play a little bit of ten, but he's not. Does, He's he's not like a Ruin Pinar. Getting into the minutiae of Ulster's Ulster's depth chart at 10 is not particularly what I was interested in. I'm going to try and link some stories here for you. I was watching a very unhappy Ruin Pinar last night and thinking, surely that's the answer. (laughs) Is it not? Uh, I are if you wouldn't let us. Yeah, but maybe they'll let him bring you... Maybe they'll... Bring him as a 10. Yeah. Bring him back. There has been rumours of him potentially coming back at some point before his career is done. uh, Yes. Because he loves the place. Um... uh, Looks like, looks like Steve Diamond might have been actually saying it how it is when he said there's definitely no chance Paddy Jackson is coming to sell Sharks. It looks like he's off. To, we don't know this talk now. He's going to Perpignan. Mm. Is there? Yeah. So there's there's top fourteen clubs. Well, they will be spending sort of big, I guess, because they've just been been promoted. Yeah. Good to see him back as well. Yeah. I love their kits. Uh, elsewhere, um, this was. Uh, I love these stories. Two from New Zealand. How 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 did they put it? Antics, hijinks, <laughs> and um, I think shenanigans might have even been a word that was used in the articles to describe both what Rico Ioani and Geordie Barrett have been up to. Amazing. So I'm going to interject here just before we carry on with the story because I've got my own little story about the All Blacks, which is on my WhatsApp group for my rugby team. People were talking about. You've seen this Netflix or Amazon uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. Prime? Have you watched it? Documentary. I've not watched it. No. I'm looking forward to it. I intend to. And I want to see if they mention uh, Julian Surveyor's domestic abuse. Uh, Jerome Kano. J- J- uh, Jerome Kano. I want to see if it goes back <laughs> as far as uh, Zach Guilford showing up on an island naked and drunk. Who Aaron was, Smith in um, an airport. Aaron, Aaron Smith, Smith in an airport. airport. Who was the, was the was the um, the one that what was the? I think it might have been a Tongan player, but the. The, uh, Which one was it? Do you remember that story you said about someone keeping someone against their will? Oh, oh uh, mod- <laughs> modern <laughs> slavery <laughs> charges. Was, uh, one of the Macca brothers. Macca's, yeah. <laughs> a modern day slavery case. Uh, that was in France. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I guess the point is, I wonder if we'll talk about moving luggage and sweeping changing rooms, or yeah. if it will be. Uh, or the real, the real story. Or yeah. Will, yeah, will it be about the off field antics? That's how it was described when Rico Ioani uh, had to be treated for. Uh, quite a severely cut eye or just above his eye um, after some off-field antics after a Blues game they were having a private get-together after their 20, private get-together yeah 20 what to 10 loss get-together is there I want to I want to <laughs> know what counts as hijinks and antics and stuff in rugby in 2018 because basically he's just got he's, he's, he's had a few go. beers and he's just got a cut eye yeah that that for me well both of these are non-stories I hope, I hope it's spe- a, 
I hope it is drink related and not like someone threw a PlayStation remote when they were playing <laughs> when they were playing Fortnite in their hotel room. It's well, the problem is it's about fifty fifty chance now. We're so out of touch with a with our passe views that we like to have a drink. Actually, yeah. we should be on a PlayStation. Well, yeah. have you, have you seen any of the Instagram or uh, social media posts from the England team? It's all like, Xbox. It's all Fortnite. All all oh. these boys seem to do is play Fortnite. They, they land and they've got the travel cases. With a flip-up screen and a, whatever it is, an Xbox One or a PS4, uh, and they're playing it in the hotel la- lobby, in the lounge, in coffee shops. It's kind of like Call of Duty style, Hunger Games sort of thing. But Amazing. It, it's, it's like with added dances, cartoony graphics, and maps that continually shrink. I've never played it, so I don't know very much about it. Wow, no. My um, my lad plays it, so. There you yeah, go. But I've he's watched him play. Twelve, it. isn't he? He's ten. So, yeah. <laughs> he's ten. Yeah. Um, right, Geordie uh, Barrett though has yeah, his definitely did involve drinks. Um, so he was on his way to the All Blacks camp in Auckland. Not not literally on his way. He wasn't driving there when this happened. <laughs> he was out uh, for a few drinks, and at high fi- drinks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at five a.m. was still out with a mate, and they bought themselves a McDonald's and wanted to go and eat it. And they went to a house. Where they 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 were let themselves into a house that was unlocked, where their mates had been hosting a party, or so they thought, because actually they were sat in the living room eating the McDonald's when the two women who lived in the flat uh, came in to the living room and asked them what the hell they were doing in their place. Oh, so when I was back in Bristol in university, a good friend of mine who later became captain of the Hong Kong rug, uh, rugby club, he. Decided to go home, and I don't know how he got uh, mixed up, but he let himself into a house, and this house belonged to some to some pensioner. He slept underneath his table in the kitchen and was woken up by the pensioner's son. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, he then had to remove him. So this is Ooh. actually the first time I've heard of this. Yeah, I think we've all heard stories of this kind of thing happening. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember being with him when he had to go. Well, I remember seeing him the morning after. And he went to buy flowers to, to say sorry to him. <laughs> Do you want to hear Geordie Barrett? What he had to say for himself? It's, it's amazing that the media... I would love this to be a story on the news in England. This, this would be like... This would be like... You know, Raheem Sterling's been in the news with his tattoo. This would be like an England footballer in, yeah. in New Zealand, wouldn't it? Um, firstly, I'm a little bit disappointed and embarrassed by uh, what's unfolded um, now. Um, and... I apologise to the people who um, were disturbed. Um, basically, I'm not going to go into full detail, but um, had a few drinks with mates in town, uh, got a feed. Got a feed. Please have dropped it. Do you think you've done anything wrong? Basically, from my end and Sam's end as well, we made a um, human error. We went into the wrong flat. Basically, that's all it is. He human error. It wasn't. Is he a pilot? Uh, no. <laughs> human error is where you're like talking about, yeah, pilots or uh, doctors, like surgeon. Oh, errors. I'm an accountant. I just sorry. I, I was a thousand pounds out on the uh, yeah, on the, yeah. on the end so, of month accounts. Human, human error. So here's what I hate about the All Blacks at the moment. Right? Is it's just a whole PR stunt. I mean. They are just normal humans. Yeah. yeah. And they're normal humans with an enormous amount of testosterone. So they get, you know, they get into the correlated trouble, which, you know, so, you know which such, such people would, would get into. Now, would it not be better for him, instead of going through 
a media training process to say stupid things like human error, <laughs> and now we all hate him. <laughs> and then instead of saying, yeah, it was an accident, get over it, I was drunk. I mean, yeah. I would, I would so much appreciate that. Yeah, if he just said to a reporter, "Have you ever, have you ever um, yeah. made a mistake when you were when you were out having a few that didn't cause anyone any harm?" Yeah, look, I'm massively successful, massively talented, pumped full of testosterone, and I was drunk. And I can occasionally st- yeah. we make mistakes. Exactly, that's what I, that's what I wanted to say. Is um, well, it's a non-story as you said. Yeah. And also, most reporters are complete beta males anyway, so they don't have a <laughs> they don't have a clue most. what real life is like. Most, oh, particularly, <laughs> yeah, particularly in the written press, you've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, non-story. He should apologise to the two women he disturbed and interrupted. Send them some flowers. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Don't, you don't need to do it yeah. in the media. How, ma- how many times are they going to dine out on that story? Yeah. Oh, see him on the... Yeah, when, when Geordie Barrett's lifting the World Cup. Yeah, he, he, he ate McDonald's in my living room <laughs> well, well, at 5am. I, mean, I can see us being through it. Oh, Geordie Barrett, the man that thinks it's perfectly acceptable to invade a female space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be taking... Pe- uh, penalty kicking lessons from him. Yeah, just, <laughs> idiot. Mis- misogyny right there. Yeah. The, the he was so entitled. He walked in. Male there, privilege. Like he just o- strolled in like, like he owned, he owned it. it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I don't know. There's many more like stories around. Those are some. Oh some... well, there's Joel and Sam Tompkins. No, they were in the wrong. Oh yes. Here we go. Here is a combination of rugby players. One of whom was a rugby union international. Uh, you forget booze. that yeah B- booze lots and lots of booze by the look of it yes and them genuinely being completely in the wrong and any apology that they make which I've not yet seen uh, is fully legitimate <laughs> and they should be making and there was a lot of human error that went on here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the problem with this right is one it's a terrible pub it looks like a beef eater or something it looks like on the outskirts of Wigan yeah it, lo- yeah, it looks like something you'd find it looks like something you find like in a like you know, shopping not a shopping centre but like an out of town kind of retail carvery. park. Yeah, yeah it's awful. Um, you go there before you go and watch um, the fi- the movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. At the right. Odeon, um, and then there's a, this is the bigger problem. But this is an actual problem. Problem being a rugby player, particularly being a professional rugby player, is that you are massive and in the case of George Tompkins, rather intimidating. And there's only two like two women behind the bar. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised he didn't get arrested for that. Yeah, it, he was very aggressive, uh, very massive. Yeah, some f- unwanted physical contact. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. and horrendously drunk. Yeah, well, it, it's n- that is not a good look. That should so in the All Blacks case, let the boys play a bit of shenanigans. Yeah, in this case, have a look at yourself, boys. They, yeah. There is there is a definite line, there's a boundary between them, and Joel Tompkins and Sam Tompkins were way over the wrong side of it. Correct. Absolutely correct. Well, let's talk about the uh, the conversion of millions of that 370 million population of the USA now all clamouring to watch <laughs> Rugby Union after the incredible spectacle that Wales and South Africa put on in Washington, D.C. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> it started poorly, didn't it? Uh, the, the, the Welsh Male Voice Choir, I don't know how, where they found them, uh, and they didn't do them any favours either. Because when they were singing the anthem, it, two of the worst anthems I've ever That heard. was two of the worst anthems ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a conspiracy by the NFL just to, uh, just to oh. try and kill rugby at source. Oh, no, I, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's a conspiracy by the home nations to make sure they never lose a World Cup to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, mi- <laughs> mission is a massive success. Yeah, there's so much to talk about that wasn't even part of the 
really dull action on the field. Like, yeah. like you said, the, the terrible anthems. Then it was awful. I mean, I, I felt really sorry for the guys um, from Channel 4 because clearly there would have been elements that, that they weren't in control of. They were just yeah. taking the pictures. The feed from... The, the feed from the, the, ho- the host broadcaster in America, which was bad. The sound was awful. The ref had like an underwater mic on or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, the camera work was like the work of a sort of surrealist genius <laughs> <laughs> well this is the problem the camera work so when we've watched rugby over in the usa it's it's local cameramen who are used to either nba or nfl yeah. or whatever it'll like college game type stuff so they simply don't know so, so they just they just leave it on there was one camera one right so the way it's referred to is camera one is the one that's the the big wide shot yeah that you see most of the field that's camera one and that's and that just has one set shot the whole time in America, but they just go camera one, camera one, stay on camera one. Or they had one camera that was following the ball. Yeah, <laughs> really, really zoomed in so, so you could just see like two yards around the ball, which showed you nothing of what's happening. I do have some sympathy for him, right? Which is when I went to watch my first ever high-level game. It was Japan versus Samoa in Wrexham, World, World Cup in Wales, and I remember watching this game live. And not having a clue where the ball was. Like, literally, I'd be watching a ruck, and then all of a sudden there'd be <laughs> yeah. Japanese players. Absolutely. It, if you've never seen the game before, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is actually really difficult. Yeah. And if you're a sports cameraman and you're used to NBA, I mean, you know you know what's happening. You can see the ball at all times. Rugby's a bit weird in that. Sometimes the ball can go completely missing. And it, you've got to sort of know the game to know where it's going to be next. And where, when the ball goes missing like that, where the ball is or was is often not the most important because there's so much action in yep. terms of people lining up both offensively and defensively. Uh, so you don't want to be focusing just on a cluster of players in a ruck. You want to be seeing the bigger picture. I mean, if you get a turnover in a ruck and then the team that turns it over immediately box kicks it away, which is quite common because yeah, it's yep. a position. Yep. Well, did, was, was, there, was there any box kicking in that game? I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> box kick, knock on, scrum. Yeah. Scrum reset. Box kick, knock on scrum. So here's, Repeat. here's a question, maybe more for Tim. But Channel 4, the so-called bad boy of broadcasting, right? They want to spice up rugby union coverage. And their Twitter feed was quite interesting. You know, yeah. It yeah. was all right. Why in that case do you bring in Eddie Butler, do you bring in Ugo Monia, Shane Williams, and... Uh, Tina Stelport. Uh, Tina Stelport. I mean, they are all... Not only that, they're all backs. So the scrimmaging was quite a complex... Um, it, well, it's quite complex reasons for it going down, which only a prop would understand. I, I love watching Ugo, but I think he's a main man rather than a pundit. And then you've got Shane and Tinas, and they all covered the same areas. They, couldn't, they didn't have a clue what was going on. Not, certainly not at scrum time. Yeah. I, th- I think... Shane Williams, as uh, he gets better and better all the time for me as a as a pundit. I think I really like him. I think I think Ugo's great. Um, the Eddie Butler, I think. They're, they're, oh, sorry, oh, me. sorry, yes. <laughs> damn it, Tim. Um, the uh, the thing I enjoyed most about Eddie Butler was um, <laughs> the the tender story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh how, no! Of, um, that was awful. Elton like, Yanti. Like he didn't even relate it to the rugby. Yeah. He just t- he just said uh, Elton okay. Yanti's dad died by um, what a bee sting. Yeah. So what was the implication there? That is, you know, that his dad wasn't very tough. I mean, if he'd have said, um, if he'd have said, oh, Elton Yanti's sign- does that little signal 
every time he kicks a conversion because of his dad because of his dad who blah 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 he just there was no relation to the rugby it was just so I'm looking forward to or maybe not looking forward to I'm wondering if this is a new thing of um players relative death facts yeah, yeah. <laughs> here he is Bismarck Stain wife died in childbirth I mean like it's just so inappropriate uh, what what a lovely anecdote <laughs> Two thousand when was it two thousand and ten or something? It, yeah, be, but at least Elton Yanchi's hair wasn't the worst thing about the game. No. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about the game actually, because I yeah. I think it's getting a lot of hard, uh, a lot of bad press. Yeah, and actually, last fifty minutes were pretty good. Last fifty or fifteen? Fifty. Right. Okay. Because I I did. I must admit, I only got thirty thirty five minutes mm. in, and I was falling asleep. It was, the stoppages were so long that I couldn't watch any more of it, so I stopped then. So can you talk me through what happened? Because it ended up being a tight game. Yeah, so... Uh, Steph Evans goes off. I think it all starts there, really. So if you look at the two teams, I actually thought they were two exciting teams. I thought Wales, in particular, were very exciting. I liked their back row. I thought their back row was probably the, one of the more promising back rows that I've seen in a long time. Then out wide, you got Steph Evans, who is an amazing player, but... Just things weren't go- weren't going right. Forty many errors, so on so forth. Yep. Steph Evans goes down. On comes Mister Reliable Hadley Parks, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Actually, as soon as he came he on, he changed the game. Yeah, things started to happen because there just weren't quite so many um, so many errors. Hadley Parks saved rugby pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Wales score almost immediately in the corner from a turnover. And how, where was the second try? I don't even remember the second try happening. Though. No, uh, I've. I was like Phil. I, th- I just I just glazed over and wasn't really. <laughs> it was the second try. Thomas Thomas Williams. Oh, that's his... right. He's uh, and he's quite good actually. I quite I quite like him. I think we'll see a lot more of him going forward, particularly with uh, Reese Webb disappearing to France. So yeah, he was pretty promising. I like the fact that that you only have fifteen men on a team and yet Wales managed to butcher a twenty-seven man overlap. <laughs> oh my god, they dropped, didn't they? It was hor- that was horrendous. I also thought it was weird that they played George North at thirteen. I mean, he, what he's got seven. He's, seven, he's got seventy-three caps now. So like two hundred senior appearances at club level. He's never really played thirteen. If you could play thirteen, we would know about it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been discovered. Yeah, because he's he's certainly big enough to play in the centres. Mm. Does he have the all-round skills? Not even close for me. No, I mean it's oh. not not even debatable. So when Hadley Potts ca- uh, comes on, George North shifts on onto the wing. It all sort of gets a little bit better, and then um, the Springboks fights. Gallantly to come back into it, they do and throw it away. They throw it away. Uh, their debutants is it? Was he a fly off? The guy that came on. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> he gets charged down not once but twice. I was like Phil. I wasn't. I, I. I wasn't. I had. I mean, I was at a birthday party anyway, so I was kind of had to steal myself away and just. Mm. I watched highlights and stuff, but I can't remember. <laughs> no, it, actually, the game last fifty minutes was okay, unless. I was so numbed by the first thirty minutes, <laughs> it felt that okay. anything would have looked okay. Yeah. Watching uh, Broughton Park women's team would have looked okay the, the, at that stage. And the, and the disappointing thing is, and I know we've sort of joked about it, but America could be a huge part of the growth of rugby union, mm-hmm. and hopefully it will be. And there was one shot which I thought captured sort of. There was one shot of a, of a kid who's gone there who looks so confused. They just <laughs> focused on this kid. He had the most confused face, like eh, screwed up. What's going on? And that that's my concern. I, Anyone who's like, oh, let's go and check this out. It, yeah. I've got to say, I think the Barbarians are a better choice. Quite. Um, well, I, I was hoping, when I saw, like you said, 
quite an attacking lineup yeah. from Wales and some attacking talent of the ones that I knew in that South Africa team. I was hoping for something like the Barbarians England game. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get anything like that. I mean, to no. be fair, five tries were scored. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a complete washout. No one really wanted to be there. I mean, uh, the South Africans were pretty honest and saying, look, we're just doing this for cash. Yeah. He pretty much said that. Fair play. It, it felt like they're, they're, Razzie Erasmus thought, right, we've got England next week, so we need to just get in. We'll do 50 reset scrums and then get out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I also asked myself, who is this game for? Is it for like Welsh expats who've travelled from all over the United States to get there? Or is it for the Americans? 20,000 showing up doesn't feel like it was really for the Americans. It was more for, you know, people who'd moved overseas. Hmm. Prob- that, yeah. That's a bigger problem. Which is why the Barbarians would probably be a better choice because they appeal to so many more people than the tiny nation of Wales. Mm-hmm. Barbarians There's- versus USA could be a great game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pack the. Mind you, look what the Barbarians did to England. You know, <laughs> that team against the USA could be brutal. Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be 70. And, uh, and America would get that. if you. But, uh, but the Harlem Globetrotters weren't a proper team. They were just tricks and stuff. Yeah. But they might get the concept. But something like Barbarians against. Um, like P- Pacific Nations, that could be the game. Mm. Yeah, you that got, really could be a good game. You've got to hold it in the right location, though. Yeah, and from our experiences in the US, it is difficult to get the right location. So big, exactly. Um, it, it's just so big, and the rugby is always a very small percentage of any fan base. So, like, let's just pick a number out there: one percent of people in New York like rugby. But they're so kind of spread out. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well is, do you remember when the All, the all Blacks played their first time round, which <laughs> we went to? Um, <laughs> the All Blacks oh. were doing... Oh, buzz, there you go, there you go. We, we, we. They were doing a tour of NBA stadiums. I mean, obviously, they are the biggest names on the planet when it comes to rugby. Yeah. But that felt to me like it was done right. But they, they've also got heavy links with Adidas, mm. who have heavy links with American sport. And AIG. Yeah, yeah, AIG Whereas, as well. Whereas, I'm not sure what kind of pulling power Sanusi has. Over there, <laughs> or whoever sponsors the spring box, so Ooh. just not not really the same thing. They need yeah. to rethink it. Also, I find it very hypocritical on the part of Premier Rugby, a, yeah, an organisation that I like a lot, saying this game shouldn't happen. It's outside the test window, holding back people like Josh Adams after England have played the Barbarians. Come on, boys! Yeah, it just strikes me as petty. Yeah, I agree with that. If it's in, if it's mid-season, fine. But this is not mid-season. There's no reason why Worcester need to hold on to Josh Adams, Josh Adams for another week. Exactly. No point at all. There was another game. There was. Can I, can I make a point? Because uh, I've just noticed um, Ireland are currently playing South Africa in the World, World Cup under-20s. Look at the kit. Look at the kits. Ireland have got dark grey with green detail. Right. I can't, I can't see that. South Africa have got dark green. And they've both got... White shorts. White shorts and... Dark like. socks. You cannot tell. That's an absolute. Oh, the all, oh, I don't the, know why they do. The it. only real difference is if you're stood behind one of the South African players because they've got that little, little flash of yellow, sunrise yellow thing on the back. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. going to the dogs. It would make. It would make <laughs> that. That would make because I'd be quite. I'm not going to bother watching that game later. Uh, but it's worth saying. Under 20s World Cups all on the. And New Zealand's playing Wales currently as well. Um, England playing Italy and Marcus Smith is playing. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Marcus Smith, who came off the bench in the first game. And scored He's, off, is it Gabriel Ibatoya's? No, no, it wasn't him. It was, uh, oh, what's his name? 
Olafua. He, the, one of the Olawa. Hold on. Olawa. Something like that. Yeah, good. Who scored two tries himself and set up? He he looked very very good. It wasn't Ivatoya. Is he Leicester? Uh, I want to say yes. There was a piece. Yes, in, he is. There was a piece in uh, BBC on him because his twin brother has played uh, sevens. sevens. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yes. But yes, there was there, there was a game which I thought had plenty of excitement. What did you think? The top fourteen final. Well, I've got a lot of stuff to say about this, but I'm going to tell you after you tell us about Cornerstone. Cornerstone. Yes. Treat yourself to the best shave of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that, 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 that was certainly the case for us and we think it will be for you and because you listen to Egg Chasers you could get an absolute steal on trying out Cornerstone for less than the cost of one pint because you listen to us so it's the original one of these mail order razor companies there's loads of tried to come along and, uh, and nick what they do but not as good with Cornerstone you get six precision engineered award winning razors in a cartridge in a presentation box delivered to your door and you get a weighty, heavy aluminium shaft engraved with your initials. None of this plastic nonsense. Four quid. With no obligation. We think, although you'll want to carry on and do it the Cornerstone way and not fart around with those ones in supermarket aisles anymore. Uh, so, cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. Or egg tent at checkout. Cast our top 14 champions. Again? Yeah. They won... Three, four years ago? Yeah, th- three finals in six years, which they're kind of the unlikeliest of champions. They they finished sixth in the in the league table, then casually just beat the third place, second place, and then first place teams <laughs> to win. So they beat, was it Toulouse, then Racing, European Champions Cup finalists yeah. Racing, and then Montpellier, who had been top of the table and the dominant force in France. Now, Crazy, it? I loved this game. I I enjoyed it so much because I do love an underdog story and Cass going into this were heavy, heavy underdogs. 12-point underdogs, I think. Yeah. And the it's... So I love the underdog story. I loved the way they played. They played with so much passion, so much energy and the heroic nature of their defence was incredible. Yeah, I loved how... how they were making big hit after big hit, forcing turnovers, dragging men into touch, and they were whooping and hollering after they did it. They were slapping each other on the arse, high-fiving. It meant so, so much to them. It was a, a tremendous performance. Hmm. It was impressive, and I do appreciate all the things that you mentioned. I mean, there was one passage of play, and actually Montpellier scored from it. Or did they? Did they score from it? Yeah, but it resulted in a penalty a penalty try from a from a scrum, right? And they were just continually offside. I thought there's like four <laughs> yellow cards. The- On the other hand, it was magnificent to watch because there was the, Montpellier would get as close as say an inch from the line, yeah. and then they'd be repelled again. Yeah, but they were all offside, and I think it's- actually if I was Montpellier, I'd be very upset because they gave the penalty try. It should be a penalty try and a yellow card in, in, in my mind there. Well, so the, the specific passage of play you refer to, there was a yellow card in that passage of play. Mm. So you're right, they were repeatedly offside, but uh, Garces had already signalled, I think it was collapsing a, a line-out, collapsing a more from a line-out, and then Montpellier had phase after phase. They already had the penalty. There was another penalty signalled for offside. 
Then another penalty signalled for offside. Yeah. Uh, so he should go. The next guy should go. Well, do you? <laughs> um, they, so yeah, there was there were multiple multiple penalties for that. But I loved the intensity of cast because they they almost said, "Well, we've already given the penalty away, so we might as well just keep on giving penalties away." Yeah. Unless Garth is going to do anything different. Well, I mean, there is there is good logic to that, isn't there? Unless he yeah. blows up and says, right, you're yellowed. Yeah. Then Unless he stops and says, you're yellowed, then you've got to be on your best behaviour again. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd feel a little bit... The, well, would I, yeah, yeah, because I'd reset the scrum and I've tried to get another yellow card or a pushover try or, or a penalty try. So, so I, yeah. I want at least two cards from that passage of play. The penalty try came as... It came from a scrum, so immediately following all that... Uh, Montpellier took the scrum and just completely blew cast off the ball yeah. and that gave the penalty try I'm not I wouldn't have given a second yellow there because I, I think two yellows and a penalty try for one passage of play is a bit harsh the, you're, you're aligned with uh, I think it was Andy Goody who was commentating he was like that should be a yellow card but yeah, we, we've, we've spoken before about the kind of double penalty and that that would be a triple penalty uh, it, yeah, well, it depends, doesn't it? If you know, I wouldn't have given the penalty try. If if I was the captain, or I had the choice of do I have the penalty try or do I get the yellow card and scrum again, I would have the yellow card and scrum again, and I take the next yellow card and just well. just keep going for yellow cards. Much, but I guess the problem is, as a referee and well, anyone in the sport, you need at some point to say, hang on a minute, we can't just keep, carry on giving. You know, there's got to be a pressure valve to stop this. Well, the pressure valve would. would in that scenario, I assume would come when there are no more props. Yeah. Well, there's no more props, so you go uncontested scrums and drop a player. Yes, when and drop happens. another player, so you'll end up down to like twelve men if that happens. Yeah, which is kind of where I. I mean, that's the whole point of pressure, isn't it? That's the whole point. Of what uh, you're trying to do. Uh, when you looked at the Montpellier side, it was phenomenal. But that team of is was this a case of a team of mercenaries losing to a load of French talent? Uh, I'd say. The Mercery's tag is probably fair in some respects. I mean, they are there for the money. Make no bones about that. But they're a good team. They're a good team. And the way that cast... So Montpellier were getting criticised in commentary during the game, uh, which was almost unfair on cast because their defence and their line speed was so good and so committed. They didn't give Montpellier any options. Yeah, so I would... Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I was going to say, basically, well, the opposite, but <laughs> how I perceived it is not from the line speed, but Montpellier's lack of lack of creativity. As soon as they got the ball, they were hoisting it higher. And I'm just thinking, you've got to have the ball, for, you know, you've got to have some sort of go-forward ball. You can't just carry on kicking it away. And that's exactly what they did. They kicked some of it away. They, I think where they got stopped... So from what I've seen of Montpellier in both Europe and... Uh, France, they have got the most, Im- well, the most enormous team, but the most enormous pack and they'll get a few players rumbling it forward to create front football and then they can spread it mm. the problem was they weren't getting that front football because the players were just getting stopped yeah. right on the it's game like, line. It's like Exeter over- against Saracens well, and, and it's like Exeter against Montpellier it's what yeah. Exeter did to Montpellier it's what yeah. Leinster did to Montpellier and if you stop them from getting that initial front yeah. football they can't use their creative back, so they they did. You're right in terms of lack of creativity. Then they ran out of ideas, and Pete, then they started kicking it away. Your man did not have a great game, did he? Pinar. Pinar didn't have a great game. And, uh, Cruden didn't have a great 
great game. Now, King no. Louis crying at the end of the game as well. Yeah. Sad, sad sight. I was going to mention it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Because, to me, he's a really good bellwether of you know, how the team are going. If he's not on the front foot, he's not particularly good going backwards. Not that many eights are. No. But it's a very good indication of where the team is at and what's going to happen next. Mm. Well, he was one of the few players. On, only two Montpellier players made more than 10 metres. No. Made double figure metres. Him and Demaru? Uh, Dumoulin. Who? Dumoulin. Dumoulin. The uh, 12. Yeah. yeah. Is that the other guy? Yes. <clears throat> he's very good. My favourite bit was Garces getting flattened. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to him, he bounced straight back up again. And awarded a try. And awarded a try. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I want to just, again, because there's, there's been lots of talk of English coaches in France. Um, Joe Worsley at Bordeaux and Rory Teague was a head coach at, I forget the team. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Might even be Bordeaux Bagels as well. Um, mm. Anyway, there's quite a lot of English players, English coaches that are being taken over to France. One man that's been there since his playing career finished um, and he's been th- third season now at Cast as the one the, the, the right hand man of Christophe Urius Urius yeah is Joel Abt former Bath former um, Bristol Bristol and former Oyana and Toulon and Toulon yeah um, he was a real I think a real one to watch as a coach interesting mm. I, 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 I know the I know the guy, and is this, is this the guy that was so cautious about what he ate? He wouldn't yeah. eat fried eggs. Yeah, yeah. I organised a team breakfast before a big university match, <laughs> and uh, I'd organised poached eggs, and they only sorted out they need had fried eggs, so he went home because um, <laughs> he was that meticulous. But that that's the mark of the man, and he's the only person I know that had a punch up every single time we played touch rugby as a warm up. <laughs> wow. It would never just be touch rugby. He's the most competitive, <laughs> most. Um, strict and uh, what's the word conscientious man I've, I've, I've ever known so um, he's, he's clearly doing great things at Cast as well so one to watch in yeah. terms of English coaching I was very very impressed with that Cast team I thought it was an exceptional performance I, I love the game I would say this though watching top 14 there's a lot of endeavour a lot of size a lot of collisions I wasn't impressed with any of the attacking play no, and there I, was nothing. You know, like you look at the right lines well, of running in the Premiership and the rugby league influences that have come in over on this side, and you see, you know, you see even more in the in the Pro Pro Fourteen. You know, the um, ambition that they play with. And I didn't see any ambition from either of these teams whatsoever. So, 
it is a final. It's a final, and we saw that in and Europe you, you in the do, Premiership. It tightened up, didn't it? Semi-finals, final. It does tighten this up. What happens? Mm. The um, the last. It's like a heavyweight fight. The last cast try, though, where they broke yeah. from their own twenty-two, went down the right wing, shipped it left. The replacement hooker almost scorched in, and Steve Maffey eventually crashed over. That was brilliant. That was a, a final, a try worthy of winning a final. Mm. So well done, cast. Well, yes. Indeed. Have yeah. you seen any of the under twenties World Cup? No. I've seen highlights only. I've, I've just noticed there's, there's highlights on ITV four most nights. Oh, is there? Yeah, which is I didn't it? I didn't clock till just now when I was. Yeah, so, it's yeah. all available on World Rugby's website on their Facebook page. Uh, they're tweeting a load of it. Uh, I see. Yeah, I've seen all the the highlights. I'll tell you one of the teams who are playing some good rugby, the Georgian team. They scored a couple of cracking tries well, against a very good system there. against South Africa, uh, and they were putting a lot of pressure on France as well in the game earlier today. So the jo- the Georgian model is really interesting, actually. So they want to get as many lads in and in their under twenties as possible. I think that must be their capture team. We'll get them into senior rugby. Under twenties aren't capture teams anymore. Oh, is that right? They've changed that. So it's, ca- it's currently ten ten between New Zealand and Wales. Hang on. So can it only be can it only be an A team? Uh, yeah, ah, and sevens right. captures as well. Doesn't sevens it? captures, yeah. So this is problematic for them. So what they want is to get as many players capped as possible, and then, then ship them off. Ship them to France or Which Eng- is England. The exact opposite to what and, and Wales and everyone else want them to do. Hmm. Yeah. Good, but they, they don't have. A, it is slightly different. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, because they don't have a professional league in yeah. Georgia, and they've got games against Belgium that they can uh, or. Uh, <laughs> Spain or whatever that they can blood, the, well, blood I, these. Well, I, I, I would be a little cautious before uh, saying a game against Belgium is a foregone conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. All right. I'd... So yes, Scotland have lost twice now, uh, okay. effectively putting them out of the tournament. They lost to Italy with a late try in the first round and were well beaten by Argentina. Uh, twenty nine thirteen. Have you checked it? Oh, doesn't know. Doesn't matter. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Never mind. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, England. Well, England. They're, England they're... played one one one. They won twenty uh, twenty one points to eighteen against. Um, who's that against? Is that against Argentina? It was Argentina, Argentina their first yeah. game. Yeah. So they narrowly beat Argentina, and they're ahead against Italy currently. So they look like they're progressing from Pool B. Um, France played what was really nice to see watching France under 20s was the offloading game that they're playing it was like it was like old school France it was really great did you see who was playing for France in their game against Ireland Uh, I didn't look at names who was it Uh, Trevor Brennan's son oh yes yeah big big second row he's a unit isn't he yeah very big boy and Wales New Zealand looks like it's going to be a one to watch South Africa are, are beating Ireland quite comfortably so all that's still going on yeah and we'll keep an eye um, one thing um, just in Super Rugby we, we got a tweet from Chris Beard saying look I know it's it was sad and it was obviously it's upsetting for the family but what do you think about there being a minute silence for one of the coaches mums at, uh, at Hurricanes at the Hurricanes game at the weekend, I think it depends on the dynamic of that team. Really, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, like, they'll have. Is it, was it a home game? Yeah, yeah. Do, kind of do what you want. You don't. You don't know how uh, how close they all are as a group. So yeah. yeah, I think if if they're doing it, it's, it, 
it's for a reason. So who are we to criticise? Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is there? Billy Vanapola did his hamstring by doing AFL kicks. I'm not sure Ooh. this is a really. I mean, I'm not sure this is a great sign for for a professional athlete who might need to kick a ball occasionally. <laughs> um, yeah. So what? You know, it happens, I guess. Is he? I hope he's not like a Tuilangi again, where he's sort of too strong that he just rips muscles <laughs> off of bones. Uh, I, I sincerely hope not. I think it'll be fine. But yeah. I actually think this I, this year with him being out so long, everyone thinks, oh, look at the injuries piling up. I don't see it like that. I, I, I see it as quite a lot of lot of rest for him. Is he doubtful for next weekend? I think it's touch and go. The, from what I've read, they're optimistic he'll play. His hamstring's still tight and probably being on a 15-hour flight to South Africa won't help that. Nope. But he'll have the best medical guys around him They'll take it easy on his training, ease him back into it. So I suspect he'll be okay. Um, on the on the kicking thing, I just I imagine it's just because he's not warming warmed up properly, and his boots a ball and tweaks his hamstring. It'll be it'll be that stupid and that simple. Yeah. Oh god, there's been stories of people like there, there was a I can't remember who he was. He was a Chelsea player that was out for like nine months because he dropped a bottle of salad cream on his foot. Oh, um, <laughs> Paul Elliott. Canasari's the goalkeeper. Oh, Canasari's. How did he get injured? Uh, champagne on the foot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, did, someone, uh, someone, someone like got out of bed and then had a nine-month like ACL reconstruction or something from just getting out of bed. I'm sure. Um, Ed Slater, oh, who, yeah. who was in the uh, Ruby Dungeon this oh, week. Yeah. Guilty. Um, didn't he... Slice his hand open, trying to cut a frozen bagel. Yes, for his breakfast. Yeah, or for his kids. I, yeah, oh. that sounds. It sounds stupid trying to cut a, a frozen bagel. I was I was slicing a bagel this morning, which is like about th- Yeah, I was thinking, God, I hope I don't mess this up. <laughs> but mine was just a, a soft, uh, fresh one, not a rock hard frozen one. Ooh, that should go on. That um, okay. That um, was there a hooker that put his uh, hand in a lion cage. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a very religious tight head prop who almost lost a thumb chopping wood. Oh, no, thank you. Um, um, just, just a yeah, minor correction. Uh, Trevor Brennan's son, Daniel Brennan, is six foot four, hundred and thirty kg tight head prop for France. For France, yeah. France under twenties. Whoa, yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Okay then. Oh, so let's pick England's team for South Africa. Yeah, there you go. Right, so oh, got... do they have to be in the squad? Yes. yes. Why? Why do you have to do this? <laughs> if if you want, I tell you what. If you want, you, you post said... post on Twitter an alternative, like the best squad that you think uh, England could put out. I need to look up the squad now because in my head I, I know who I'm, who I could win the World Cup. Okay, so loose head <laughs> prop. We're going Mako. Mako. There's no no debate there. Right, hundred percent best prop in the world at the moment. Loose head, and then. Jamie George, hooker. Yep. yep. Fine. We're good so far. Tight head prop. Now, this is one of the it's positions I think is up for debate. The, the options are Harry Williams. Um, or Carl Sinclair. Or Carl Sinclair, because Dan Cole has been left back in Blighty. Or resting. These aren't good options, you know. Who would you pick against South Africa? The worrying thing is that Harry Williams hasn't been starting for Exeter. No. Harry uh, Williams is fine. Carl uh, Sinclair is fine. Well, the fact that I was expecting Harry Williams not to be fit in some way, but the fact that he's fit and just wasn't picked by Exeter, not picked ahead of Thomas Francis, ahead of Francis makes makes me wonder. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they. 
if there's a fallout so, there, yeah. if there's so a story there, or whether my, my problem here is your primary job has got to be to scrimmage. Now they're both good scrimmages, but this is South Africa, and I just wonder if they're going to be found wanting a bit. I mean, Dan Cole is a good scrimmager. Is he best in the world scrimmager? Probably not. These guys, Sinclair, definitely isn't a world class scrimmager. Yeah, maybe, maybe in that case, then Harry Williams yeah. and Sinclair off the bench. Yeah, I agree. I'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, and Harry Williams did do very, very well against Argentina last summer. Yes, yeah, uh, that's a fair point. Some of those long scrums was, were very good. Lock, we have Maruitoji, yes. we have Joe Launchbury, we have Johnny Hill, we have Nick Ezekwe. Maru and Launchbury. Maru and Launchbury. Um, I think Ezekwe with his shaved head looks bloody nails now. He does. He, he does look like, absolutely nails. He looks nails. like twice the player that he, he once was. Frightening <laughs> specimen, isn't Johnny he? Hill is an interesting one. He's done so well for Exeter. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him. Maru and Launchbury. Surely got to be the pair. They've got, yeah, they've yeah. got to be the two. Hundred percent. The test match animals. Is that, on tight, the bench? that tight five is so important yeah. for uh, any game against South Africa. If oh. you're if you're not competitive there, the whole thing will fall apart. I want to see the Saracens marrow. Yes, it seemed well rested. Yes. marrow and well, <laughs> just intelligently deplo- deployed. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. Um, and then the back row. Then this is an interesting one. Who are we going with then? So number eight. If if fit Billy Vanapolo, if not Nathan Hughes, yeah, fine. Flankers though, now we have, we have got. Oh, go on. Phil. Now, I'm hopeful. So one of the things I didn't like in the Six Nations, the back row didn't feel balanced. You were playing with Marrow slash Laws as at six, because uh, one might be wearing six, but yep. packing down at at five. Uh, with Rob Shaw as an open side, and then Sam Simmons or Nathan Hughes, depending on fitness, it's not that for me isn't the right balance. Uh, so I'd, I would probably start Rob Shaw at seven. I'd then, oh sorry, maybe even start Rob Shaw at six. No, I'll, I'll take that back. Rob Shaw <laughs> at six. Rob Shaw at six. Then Simmons at seven, with Billy Vanapola at eight. Oh, that's interesting. Mental. That's interesting. There, has there ever been any game where you watch Sam Simmons and thought, hmm, that's the future of seven? Yeah, lots of games. No way. He's got good hands, he can jackal, and he's lightning fast and, and athletic. He, he reminds he me. Fast. He, he is fast. He reminds me of Michael Hooper. But look, you know, if you want if you want a fast seven, why not play Johnny May there? Um, you know, He's scrum- is... scrummaging leaves a little bit to be desired. Well, you can work on that, can't you? Uh, my thing is, you know, if you're playing eight, it's very different to playing se- playing seven in a certain way, even around the park. So we made the point, didn't we, about a few weeks ago about being quick to breakdowns. Being quick to breakdowns isn't the same as being quick across the, across the ground. And I don't think he's going to be that savvy at getting to breakdown, breakdown to breakdown in the same way that maybe a Mark Wilson would be. Uh, so for that, for, you know, he's either going to be playing six or he's going to be playing eight. And if he plays six, it's going to be at a huge cost. And if he plays eight, it's going to be a huge cost because he's not big enough. So, it, so your back, so your back row against South Africa It has to be Mark Wilson. I, I, I think at seven. Um, I think eight is is Billy. After seeing Rob Shaw against the Barbarians, I mean, I'm actually surprised you haven't just said, "Look, just go." On. <laughs> it, it, You're so reactionary. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, we're pretty much done here um, <laughs> because it, it was that bad. Shields need needs game time. I've got a feeling they might they might just go for him. He's a nice new shiny toy. That's what they'll do. Shields would be interesting because he's he's not actually playing that well for the Hurricanes no, at the moment. No, he's not. He got his his hundredth Super Rugby appearance, which is a very 
very good achievement. He's not going to be available for selection for this first match. I wouldn't have thought so because he played on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So he'll be no he'll chance. be jetting yeah, over there. I'm thinking the boys haven't even met him yet. No. Uh, if they have, it will have been within the last couple of hours that <laughs> they will have met him for the first time. Yeah. So, with that in mind, uh, I am going to say that Azikwe goes into second row and Itoji goes to six. Something like that with uh, Mark Wilson and Billy. You don't think he's going to pull the trigger on Tom Curry? Ooh, a lot of Tom, Tom Curry. Ooh, yeah, actually. Tom Curry, Mark Wilson and... Tom Curry's class as well. I'm going Billy, Rob Shaw, and I don't know how he wants to play, Simmons or Curry. Yeah, I, I I see that as well. Wilson. And I think either of those has much better balance than we saw in the Six Nations. Oh, you really got me confused now. No, I'm going to put Wilson on the bench. I'm going to go Curry, Vinopola, and Itoji. Zikwe means the second row. Because Azikwe is a beast and Toji is a beast. And the more beasts you can get on the field, <laughs> the better. <laughs> well, there you go. If you disagree, oh, tell us what you think. At Rugby Podcast, you can tweet us and we can continue this conversation. Let's go to the back row then. Half-backs first off. Um, Youngs with Robson on the bench. I was looking through the um, the squad here, right? That's going to be it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, have I got the squad right? I don't see Youngs in here. Yeah. Youngs is in it. Hmm. Look. Why can I only sort the squad either by names or by caps, not by <laughs> position? He's got Ben Youngs, Ben Spencer, and Dan Robson. Yeah, the three three scrum half. So I I think it will be Ben Youngs and Dan Robson on the bench. Would you start Dan Robson? Anyone? I think no. Ben Spencer and Dan Robson would be much more exciting. I wouldn't in that a first a test against it. South Africa. No, no. Um, no. That, that's a, a, Ben Youngs has got what sixty odd caps under his belt. He'll um, yeah. Give me Youngs and Robson. It's Definitely. going to be an int- intimidating yeah. atmosphere. It is. So, and Ben Young seems to do well in these at this time of year. He, he actually turns in performances. Yeah, Can, he's got a pretty good track record in South Africa. And uh, then fly half. See, this is another now, interesting one. The whole so Bentio being injured, mm. it does it messes up my intent with the backline because I would love to have Farrell, Tio, Lazowski as my ten, twelve, thirteen. But with no Tio, you, your next options are, for 12 are Owen Farrell himself, yeah. Lazowski or Henry Slade, or Piers Francis. Yeah. None, none, <laughs> none of those feels great. I, I, feel, I feel like my heart rate raising here. <laughs> I'm just getting a little sweaty. Has anything Piers Francis <laughs> that he's done so far suggested that he might be an international? Mm. Even like... He, he sc- potential's been international. He scored a good. Tr- he scored one good try against the Barbarians. <laughs> he did all right against the Barbarians. Yeah. But that's against the Barbarians. They lost by sixty points. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I, no, nothing. Uh, and, that, is, and now we're back in the position. For that, that reason, it's going to be Ford Farrell. It, it probably know? is because we're back in the position that I said I didn't want to be. Where I wanted to have different options with r- strike runners like Tio giving some go forward, and we're, we're not. We're not going to be in that position. Right, allow me just to lose my mind for... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is such a mixed-up squad. You've got three class fly halves with nothing to play Out. around them. I mean, they're just, they're just zero well, options. Well, it's, it's 12 that's the problem. Because yeah. 13, Slade Olazowski at 13, or Daly at 13, there's three great options for me. Yeah. 12, Piers Francis, Farrell, 
Lazowski or Slade who aren't really twelves. None of those feel great. Right. So, so basically, Farrell's the only, the only be... like twelve you really would. <sighs> yeah. Basically, so you would back in the pressure cooker of South Africa no, or in no, a World no, Cup. No, I would not back him. Quite the opposite. I mean, he can't play twelve. He can't do it. So, well, what Warren Gatland and Eddie Jones and yeah. Stuart Lancaster. Well, he did. He did well. Disagree. No, he did well, well actually, in uh, Stuart Lancaster. Didn't didn't disagree. Stuart Lancaster predominantly played him at ten. Yeah, Stuart Lancaster almost um, entirely to our frustration played him at ten because we wanted to see him there. Yeah. So Eddie Jones thinks that. Um, also. Johnny Sexton, who was picking, picking the Lions team, <laughs> thinks that too. No. So, I mean, um, they're pretty pretty good references, although you might say Johnny Sexton was somewhat conflicted. Now, I actually think if the if the problem is tackling, and let's not make any bones about it, it is, Alex Lazowski is a better tackler. Why not move Why not move him to 12? That said, I love him at 13. I absolutely lo- love him there. He's played two games that you've seen. In I've big, seen lots big games. of games with him at, thir- at 13. And I've also really? seen lots of games with him playing uh, in centre and at 10 and tackling well and aggressively. The guy hits and people stay hit. So I, I want Lazowski playing, yeah. but I want him playing at 13 because that's where I've seen him. Albeit, I'm with you, Tim. I've not seen him that much at 13 because he, he moves around the back line so much because he, he'll play 10 as the primary option mm. when Farrell's not there. And... Uh, Barrett and Bosch have been the the Saracen centre partnership for years. Yeah. So Lazowski, to me, looks like it should be Farrell. It should be L- Lazowski at twelve or thirteen, preferably both. And then <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't right. know. Well, let's 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 get the back three nailed because then we'll know what options we have. Yes, so, because this this causes another problem because I want Elliot Daly to be playing fullback. I want Jason Woodward to be playing fullback. But I can't have Elliot Daly playing fullback because I also want Daly playing thirteen, <laughs> and I'd quite like him on the wing as well. <laughs> so, so Daly at thirteen would mean Lazowski to twelve. I, I could live with that with Woodward at fullback, Solomona and May. So, I'm going to say Brown. Given the number of other players who are going to be out of position, Brown has got a bit be fifteen. And South Africa are going to kick. We saw, yeah. And kick, and kick. In the Island game, when uh, Anthony Watson dropped the ball over his own line at fullback because of a Sexton bomb, where they targeted him in the same way that South Africa will, I want Mike Brown under that. Yeah, I agree. Mike Brown fullback. So that means, so then it's Johnny May on one wing. Yeah. And then it's a choice of whether you want, it would be Daly. Daly's in your team somewhere. He's. He's probably going to be thirteen Nathan for me. Nathan not even in my squad. I don't know so, why so who who would be your other winger then? Phil? It's got to be Denny, because I, I wouldn't start Nathan Earl. No, God no. I don't. No, I don't mean like. So, yeah, he's... yeah. Johnny, Johnny May and Denny, and with then Daly and probably Lazowski at twelve, with Farrell at ten. With Farrell at ten, but I can see him reverting to uh, the Ford Farrell combination. I think he will, but I'm yeah. actually I actually quite like the sound of that. Farrell, just... Farrell. Do you know what Lazowski you know and Daly, and I'd have I'd have Woodward on the bench as well because Daly, he could cover so many positions. Daly in that thirteen just fills me with yeah confidence you've, you've in been that team def- for a while. Yeah. In, in that defensive, do you know, do you know who you missed? Who Danny Cipriani going as a fifteen? True, but I feeling that's gonna. I mean, it's just a it's a real mess of a squad. I yeah, think. so he's got he's got yeah. a ten who he's saying could potentially be a twelve or a fifteen. Danny Cipriani. <laughs> yeah, he's got Slade. Who's a kind of utility player? Piers Francis. What is Piers Francis? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, what, what is he? He's a 
twelve U- utility reserve. Utility, utility reserve. reserve. <laughs> you've, you've also got um, uh, Henry Slade is L- a utility reserve. Yeah, yeah. Lazowski, yeah. who <laughs> is kind of fact, he, you don't know what reserve. one position yeah. he is. Lazowski's utility reserve. <laughs> what a mess! Oh dear, it doesn't feel right. And uh, well, because when one when a centre drops out and you pick a winger slash fullback as his replacement, you kind of know that the squad's probably lacking a bit of balance. Yes. Jason Woodward comes in for Ben Teo. Yeah. They've got Elliot Daly and then three <laughs> Elliot Daly impressionists. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> well, you've got uh, Farrell, who has shown some versatility in the backs, and then three Owen Farrell impressionists. <laughs> Maybe four, if you count Dar- Danny Cipriani as a utility. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, well, you know, look, I hate being right, so... Do you know what? Eddie Jones said he's going to play more attacking. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Denny on the right wing. Let's go I, for I it. Think, like, a maverick will. selection, but when you've got someone so I, experienced and so good at decision-making as Elliot Daly inside, I'm all right with that. Is he good at decision-making? That doesn't strike me as his key... He, he's like a nuggety, tough player. He strikes me as fast and flary. No, I don't think he is. He has that, but I think he's probably the, the most complete yeah, outside, we, we, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Owen Farrell and, and Elliot Daly are the most complete players. Uh, yeah, I, I think Daly is fairly complete. His kicking is excellent as well. His decision making is pretty good. Oh, well, is, it, is it played at altitude? Because again, Elliot Daly's kicking from like sixty-five meters. Ooh, Joe Berg. Joe Berg. Is that, that altitude? Don't know. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, Nathan Earl. Why is he even on on the plane? I don't know. Ben Earl. Yeah, Ben Earl's in there. I'm like. Uh, uh, which, who I've hardly seen. I don't understand with the number of. of players you have. I don't understand taking people for experience. Yeah, we, no. How about take, Wood, How about giving Ollie Woodburn? Take the best players that you've yeah. got available and pick a. Yeah, t- Ollie Woodburn. I tell you what, if if Woodburn was in that squad, I would definitely be calling for him to exactly. start. Because who do you want if if South Africa are going to be putting up a bomb and having fifteen enormous men chase you? Do you want Denny or do you want Ollie Woodburn under it? Woodburn. That's they're just going to the, stick the bombs on Denny all day if they. Hundred percent. D- if Denny and Johnny May. Three. What's that? So then I think he's going to pick Daly. <laughs> I think he's going to pick Daly. I think as much as he said he's going to go attacking, I think he might end up picking Daly on the wing for that reason. See, I, but then I, your centres lose balance. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Oh. So the problem I have right is, it's like a personality problem. Not me personally, although you can. It <laughs> <laughs> has been said. It has been said. <laughs> how does Denny Solomon get on with Eddie Jones? Uh, you can't see it being a nice relationship because Jones is very, very harsh. Solomon is excellent at certain things and not so competent at other things. Yeah, yeah. And it's when, like, how can you keep certain certain guys out of the team, um, like Rocco, yep. or weaknesses nobody knows about, and yet you bring in, uh, yeah. Bringing Danny. Well, yeah. Same with um, Don Armand. If it, the weaknesses, I'm sure there's something there that Eddie Jones sees as a weakness. I can't see it myself. Whereas Denny, everyone can tell you his weaknesses. Yeah, a- a- absolutely everyone. So, but at least he's, that's that's a positive selection. He's gone. I know his weaknesses, but I'm selecting Denny Solomon yeah. because he can do things other players can't. Yeah, but Get so can Marlon Yard, and so can you know, there's loads of, there's loads of lads. So, no, I just oh, well. make, it doesn't make sense. And Nathan Earl makes even less sense. Yes. So there are some other games this weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, so I'll r- rattle through them. Just oh, how, do you, how do you see the England-South Africa game going? Oh, yeah. Uh, South, South Africa. Africa. JB's already down as 3-0 South Africa. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I am worried. I think South Africa are going to win. I think certainly this first one, South Africa are going to win. I think I think 2-1, if it finishes 2-1, it's not 
the end of the world for England, but they're going to lose the first England one. They might win this one, first one. They might. And if they do, 2-1 is on the corner. Do you know what's great? There's, there's games all through the day and evening. Yep. Go on. It's give, brilliant. Give me a list of games. So, shout out uh, the winner from these. Japan, Italy. Japan. Uh, Italy. I think Italy as well. Uh, 6.45am on Saturday. Perfect. Uh, New Zealand, France. 8.35. New Zealand. New Zealand. I'd love to see France win. It's going to be New Zealand. Yeah. And it might be a bit of a beatdown. Uh, Australia, Ireland. Which, Ireland. Did you see the headline from Falau? Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Go on. Uh, he got asked about what, what he's going to expect from Ireland. He said, oh, I don't really know anything about Ireland. <laughs> so oh, the second second ranked team in the world. Uh, they've won three out of the last five. Six Nations. Grand Slam this year. <laughs> I don't really know anything about Reigning European Ireland. Champions Cup winners in Leinster. Reigning Pro 14 winners. And he doesn't know very much about Even them. if that was the case, you think you'd say something like, we're focused on, I'm just focused yeah. on what we're doing. <laughs> not, and just fudge it. Not, no, I don't really, I don't really care. Don't really know. You can see how he's got into trouble before though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not thinking things through. So that's 11am. I'm going for Ireland. I'm going for Ireland. Rory Best is out, unfortunately. Oh, they win their own line-outs then. <laughs> Rory Best, is, his uh, line-outs for Ireland then you got phenomenal. A, uh, you, you've got a couple of hour window for sunbathing or CrossFit, JB, CrossFit or, perfect, or whatever. Mm. Well, no, um, before South Africa, England at five past four, which, as we say, we think is going South Africa's way. And then a little gap to Argentina, Wales. Lovely. Which is isn't, gonna be... isn't this the one? I bet you the commentators say that say they'll, they'll say there is a part of Argentina where everyone speaks Welsh. Oh yeah, Patagonia. Also. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that will happen. Patagonia obviously uh, feature heavily in it, and also <laughs> so will some like C-list Welsh person who happens to be acting in in America. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll probably roll them out with a really underdoggy Welsh cringe-worthy monologue. Uh, Gabriel Batistuta quite often gets mentioned because he, yeah. he's from a village where they all speak Welsh. That, yeah. is, that is true. Like, uh, what, was, what was that ridiculous um, thing which was never true? The last Welsh speaker to score a goal in Wembley or something. <laughs> in the old Wembley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, the other games, Canada hosts Scotland, which okay. I think Scotland God, will win. Scotland will kill them. Yeah, they will actually. Uh, Fiji plays Samoa. Oh, cool. uh, in uh, Suva, Suva. Mm-hmm. Um, United States host Russia in, Ooh, nice. in Denver in the Trump Bowl which is uh, Dick Sporting Goods Park in Denver love it uh, which is going to be USA I think and Tonga play Georgia uh, again in, in Fiji oh, Tonga play Georgia in, in Fiji, Fiji. Nice. awesome yeah so, awesome all we need to do to get to Fiji, because I've looked, I've looked into this, is we fly out to... We need to go to Atlanta, I believe. Well, you can go either way. You can go yeah, east or west. Um, <laughs> we need to go to Atlanta. Yeah. And from Atlanta... We, we can stop and do a joint pod with the exactly. American boys. We then need to go, unfortunately, to LA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or San Fran. And then fly from there over to Australia and go regional then over to um, Fiji. The alternative is obviously stop at the Middle East somewhere, then uh, Australia, then Australia well, to Fiji. Well, you could get the 19-hour flight, couldn't you, from... Heathrow to Perth. Because I mean, that must be easier to go from that, you know, that way. Yeah, assuming there's f- flights from Perth to uh, 
To Fiji, there which I, there will be. My, my brother went to Fiji with um, with some of the London Irish boys after a after a season, and they got off the seaplane or however they arrived, the boat or whatever, to their little island that they were staying on, and they looked they looked like rugby players. So loads of the locals just came out and were like, "Let's play rugby! Let's play rugby! Let's play rugby!" They were desperate to play rugby, and they played a game of they get, played a game of rugby on the beach, and you had these these massive professional. Uh, rugby players who couldn't walk at the end of it because the, the beach is actually it's like really fine Pep- shells Ooh. so they, they, all their feet were cut to shreds like all these run, f- running on lego bricks yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> these fijian fellas were just uh, laughing at them so um, they, they, they love their rugby anyway so yeah it's got to be done but um, um have you seen any of the highlights from fiji or any of the other teams in the london sevens this weekend uh, no Radrada and Tuisova were playing for Fiji. The wow. T- the two Toulon boys and carving it up. <laughs> they look looked pretty handy. Right, sorry, I'm just um, looking for Skyscanner flights now. Uh, so I've got Perth to Fiji <laughs> at five... Yeah, yeah, uh, Tuisova and Radrada, whatever, come on. <laughs> um. <laughs> and uh, Dan Norton outgassed Carlin Isles. Or I should say, outran Carly Niles. Really? Yeah, incredible. Are you... When would be good to go to Fiji? When when stuff happening in Fiji? Well, a Pacific Cup. There's games this this coming weekend. I think November would be the right time, and then on the way back we can stop at World Player of the Year. Perfect. November. Where Fiji will be playing in Europe in November. Yeah. Where's World Player? Sorry, so when is it? When's the Pacific Nations Cup? Is, uh, that, is that when the Six Nations? Six Nations, I think. When's World Player of the Year? November. Where November. is it, sorry? Monaco. Obviously. Oh, it is Monaco again. <laughs> again. Not going anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and then the year after that, it's in Japan. It's the day after the World Cup final. Nice. So I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do three weeks out there, come home and go back out for the final. Wow. That's, that's, that, that's one. Uh, depending. Depending. Hmm. Better, better sell some more razors then. Yeah. Buy razors. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Any more for any more? Any other business? I think that was it from the. Uh... You've only very briefly mentioned sale, JB. Do you want to have any more like little sale update? No, nothing really much go- going on at sale at the moment. Everyone's everyone's on holiday. Uh, Trying to think if there's a- any news whatsoever. No, there's none. It's a shame. Hmm. We'll try and in- interview Steve Diamond for the Rugby Dungeon over the summer. But, uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. And no, no sale news. We haven't heard what's go- where, Johan. Hansi von Rensburg is ending up. No, but they are looking at... Well, they say they've signed four Super Rugby players. Yeah, one of them, the prop... Uh, not the prop, the second row is disputed by the Lions, apparently. I saw oh, that headline. That right? Yeah. Well, they're all South Africans, it sounds like. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're all from the Lions, because, of course, that's where, where they will have got their recommendations from. Um, Faf. Uh, I'll tell you what is interesting, though. Go on, yeah. sorry. No, no, gone. Well, what is interesting is with Faf going back into the South Africa squad, which shouldn't be underestimated because he's absolutely awesome. I wonder if there'll be a temptation for him to stay in South Africa. What for next season? Maybe not for next season, but it does make me think if you know if he's back involved. You know. Well, their um, selection policy is yeah, open up to the world, so so doesn't matter to him. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, the money. 
the money will be far more appealing than being a bit closer to home. 17 to 1, the rand to the pound. Yeah. 17? I think yeah. it's 20, isn't it? Well, it was, yeah, it, it fluctuated last year as um, when we were out there, as Zuma was firing his finance ministers like confetti, mm. it was fluctuating between about 16 to 20 something. Lovely, lovely. Right, I think we're done here. We are. Well, we, we've reached hyperinflation. I think we're done. Good luck with your stand-up set, JB. Thank you very much, Timothy. I'm looking forward to hearing what happens with that. No, I'll, I'll win it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.